talk about is his wife's asshole a lot. But I think you could talk about a person's asshole without a problem. I think it was as tasteful a conversation you can have about an asshole. Tell him, Steve Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Him, Steve Dave. I am here with Walt. Hello. And uh, coming in from the island of Staten, uh, BQ. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? And uh, we have a special guest. Boys, I don't use the word thrilled very often. I don't get thrilled in life a lot. You know? It's rather mundane. But today's guest, thrilled to have him here. Yeah, your face lit up when you saw because I didn't tell you that he was going to be at my house today. No. And we got uh, Mr. Sal Volcano. Yeah, thank house. you so much. I feel like a cicada. Yeah, he came out. I, I annoy yeah. everybody for an hour and then go back yeah. under the ground. <laughs> See you guys in 17 more years. <laughs> it's been a yeah. while. When was the last time? Like 2014 Christmas? No, could that be? It can't be. Six I, I years feel ago. like I was at you know the, the, the oh you were at the wedding the, the wedding of Giddem that may have been it episode three hundred you officiated the wedding. You wasn't Did on I? Final Cast too. You weren't on the. Not in person. It definitely, it definitely has not oh. been seven years. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it has, then I am. I can't. Then I'm depressed. Yeah, you would have to come on more often than that. So uh, let's just say we're restarting. Uh, something here. This is, the appearances of Cell. From now on, he'll be on weekly. Reaper. Yeah. <laughs> Can you commit to that, Cell, with your many other obligations? Every time I turn around, there's a new Cell Volcano project. I'm like, if I had fucking 10% of the output of this guy, I wouldn't want to kill myself constantly. <laughs> I mean, isn't that on you? Oh, it is. But I, I like to blame Cell. I don't want to take it. Well, I, I don't want spoiler alert, but even with the output, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> So Sal was almost almost in on the Key West trip. I told him two days late. He he'd booked something two days earlier. Oh really? I would have sure shit gone. I, I, I it was it was a uh, bittersweet. Yeah. Talk about a long time ago. We haven't been to Key West together since what, early two thousands, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God damn it. Fantasy Fest. We were there for your birthday, and like it was like the first week of December, right? Because the Christmas decorations were up. Yeah. There in Key West, but it was 95 degrees. Yeah. That was when they pushed Fantasy Fest for a storm, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. It stormed and then they yeah. pushed it. Is God Fantasy damn. Fest Just, the, like the porno expo? It's not, well, I wouldn't say porno. <laughs> it was more like a Mardi Gras. Okay. You know? Yeah. I like that it was like Hedonism 2000 or something like that. It's, it's a little bit like. Uh, like I saw on, on HBO Real Sex. Like. Yeah. You, you could, it, it would be a good subject for real sex. Oh, it's that body, huh? It's that. Oh, yeah. It's that, like, oh, I, I've never seen more spray spray painted penises in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, it used to be when I went there with uh, Mary Beth uh, in 2019. We were there during the weekdays, and there was no flashing. There was like it was an older crowd. Like, and when I mean older, I mean older than me even. So uh, I think it would the weekends are maybe reserved for the younger people now. But it was that's the, when I I don't like going on weekends. Right, it was too wild, and everybody's like, 
really wasted, a little way, more wasted yeah. than even Q. Was that when was COVID around? Because maybe maybe there isn't it like against the CDC's recommendations to flash during the pandemic. I don't think that is part of the CDC guideline, but uh, <laughs> COVID wasn't around at that point. It would still be another month or two. <laughs> I, I would fucking I'd, I'd be on the anti-Fauci fucking parade if it was like no boobs. <laughs> Beware like, the Corona nips. <laughs> Mary Beth was flashing. She had two masks over her tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my one my one nip is vaccinated. The other nip is in two weeks. <laughs> so uh, I, I, am, well, I am. What's that? Go ahead, Q. No, no. I was going to ask right away. I just Walt. How excited are you for Suicide Squad? Are you going to watch tonight? What are you going to do? I'm going to the theater to see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I know it's on uh, HBO Max, right? Yes. Yeah, but I, I want to see it on the big screen. I, I, I have been a fan of, of Suicide Squad, the comic book, since the 80s. I know it's not going to be the, the comic book version, but it looks so damn good that uh, I cannot wait to see it. And I've heard nothing but great reviews. I heard it's gory as yeah. fuck, which oh, is I not something wait, that man. I'm into, but you know, at least it's, I know it's going to be better than that first abomination. Yeah, yeah. Well, James Gunn, man, he fucking just makes movies I like. That's yeah. it. I wish there was a dead yeah. shot in it. Deadshot being my favorite uh, Suicide Squad member, I'm I'm kind of bummed that there's no uh, Deadshot. But Peacemaker looks like a good uh, replacement, though. Yeah, he does, man. Yeah, I'm excited. And they got Starro in it. I never thought I'd see that fucking day. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed wait, that man. that got leaked out, though, because that would have been amazing to be sit there and not re- not think Starro is going to appear and then have Starro appear. Yeah, because you never thought you'd see it. Never. So Sal, Starro. Sal's not into comics? Uh, peripherally. I, I was like a while back. I mean, I love it. I, I'll, I'm gonna, I, I can't wait to watch the movie, but I'm not – I don't have the uh, encyclopedic uh, You like the MCU? Yeah, yeah, I do. Keep up yeah, on it? Yeah. What's that? Do you we watch all the shows, all the streaming shows? I, 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 I was for a while and then um, – I had feedback from him and a couple of people that some were duds and I didn't see those. And then the next ones were like, oh, you shouldn't see this without seeing that one. Then it kind of snowballed on me. <laughs> and so then I just was like, this is all too much for me. And I, I like bowed out. But I've been like, I have Disney Plus and I'm like, I'm going to watch that. They put them in like chronological order. And I'm like, I'm just going to run it. I'm going to run the whole thing again. You know what I mean? So, But I think the uh, the streaming services, they demand it almost that you devote your life to it because it's like – you know, you, if you haven't seen it, people get right in your face. You're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Why haven't you seen it yet?" And, <laughs> yeah. and it, it's so annoying, though, how the pressure that the uh, the people who love these shows put on everybody else to watch it immediately. I should just pick up and, and watch the newest ones, but then I get in my head like the same thing with wrestling, yeah. where I'm like, "Well, I don't want to be missing references and and not understanding things that I should be understanding because I missed other movies." So I put the brakes on, and then it becomes overwhelming, and then. Like I shouldn't be walking around with this being a source of anxiety in my life. Like, <laughs> the point is that anything can become a source of anxiety. So even right now, even the Marvel Cinematic Universe is really giving me a run for my my mental money. <laughs> is it a is it a long that, one? The, is, is it a long movie like the uh, like that that four hour cut, the Snyder cut type? Thing? No, it's probably like it's probably two hours or less. I feel like they're making movies longer and longer these days to the point where, like, even I don't have the attention span. I like a nice 90-minute movie. Everything you need what to tell the, me you can fit into 90 minutes. Yeah. What was the movie with um, Jared Leto where he played the Suicide Joker? Squad. That was 
that was it the was first right. That's why I'm a little called, confused. Yeah. So they're just rebooting it. It's kind of a sequel, right? It's but like a sequel it slash Suicide Squad. I thought they'd have like a well, subtitle, right? They're calling it the Suicide Squad. That's the only difference. Wow. The addition of the so yeah. I watched that one, which is D- DC. This DC, is DC yeah. we're this talking about because you were talking about the MCU, which of course is the, <laughs> for the listeners. For the listeners, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, no, I watched that one and I remember being like, "Uh, nah." Yeah, it wasn't that. You know, she was great. She was a fucking killer. I mean, there were Harley parts Quinn. to like about it. Yeah, I don't even hate the Joker as much as everybody else did. Yeah, me. I was kind of like, uh, I was like, at least it's different. I was like, yeah. it's different. I'll take it at this point. What is the public take on Jared Leto? Uh, he's polarizing, yeah? I think a lot of people hate his guts. It, why is that, though? Why? I don't know. Is he pretentious? Is it that, that commitment to the... He's in that band. I think yeah, the band, band has a lot to do with it. it. What's the band? Yeah. It's like Jared Leto and the Moon Dogs or some shit. Oh, 30 Seconds to Mars. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong celestial body completely. <laughs> so it's a matter of like the internet or people are like, stay in your lane, Jared Leto. You're either an actor or a musician. Pick one. I think we just live in the era where everybody has to have an opinion. Um, and for whatever reason, the internet just decided they didn't like him, and that's it. Is it his intensity? Is that like, <laughs> when they say like, oh, he, even his uh, when he did the Joker, they all had issues with him. He was mailing. Oh people. well, it turned out that wasn't true. Oh, is that I, right? actually? You bring up a good point. A lot of people hated him because he was like mailing dead rats to his co-stars and stuff, and he was like at going. What's that when the actor doesn't leave method? the role? Method actor. Me- he was going method, and and it was and people were like, well, he's just actually harassing his cast members. The guy's a bit of a dick. But it turns out that all of that was a, a PR story that he was like, I actually didn't do any of that. They wanted to say that. Oh, so and it blew up my face on him. They so said the producers didn't right. come out and just like, hey, that was, that was not real. They didn't get his back. And like, <laughs> no. No? Wow. You're on your own, Jared. <laughs> They're like, hold. <laughs> but they brought him back. They brought him back for the, for, the, for the Snyder cut. He was in that. So, you know, yeah, maybe for, they're trying for, to make amends. For whatever that was worth. Yeah, because it seems like he's in a lot of like he gets praised a lot for the commitment he he has to his movie roles, but I I can't discern why why he has that air of uh, people don't like him around them that stigma. I don't, I don't know. He was at Fight Club, right? Yeah, Angel Face. Yeah, good enough for me. What else do you need to know? He's in Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club's great. He did a movie uh, a couple months ago called The Little Things that I saw. It was like uh, with Denzel Washington and. Uh, the guy from Mr. Robot, the, the, uh, the, from Queen. Oh, uh, Malik something. Yeah, Malik. it was a movie about a, a serial killer, and uh, he he played the serial killer. Or, you know, like they they leave it a little ambiguous, but he was really good in it. Yeah, it was like strange. Oh, wow. Like yeah, it was like he 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 definitely was uh, captivating. Like on screen, he played this weirdo, and it was like he was really out there. He was also so, uh, so the- he was also great in uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh shit! Yeah, he was. He played the dildo. That's right. Yeah, (laughs) ass to ass. (laughs) Uh, Didn't he play the guy that killed killed uh, uh, the Beatle? What's his name? Uh, John Lennon. Lennon. He and he put on like forty pounds to play him or something. Uh, Mark David Chapman. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's Hank Lennon? Oh, he shot President Reagan, For right? Jodie Foster. Yeah, so yeah. many assassinations in the 80s. I get him confused. <laughs> I it was an awesome time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hope Sa- me bringing uh, Sal on didn't derail your plans for the show this week. I really didn't have any plans. So a surprise plan like Sal Volcano is just what we're, just what we, uh, 
Okay. We're looking for. So we need to save this episode. And actually, yeah, really. Thanks, Al. <laughs> it's an extra, an extra opinion, too. I, I, my uh, one-year anniversary is coming up. And uh. I got to come up with an anniversary gift. What's the what's the type like? What's the type Paper. gift every anniversary? Paper. Paper. Oh, that's yeah. easy. Give her a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, send her on away. Take no, her on the arches, like, sister. <laughs> <laughs> get her like tickets somewhere. Pay, you know, plane tickets. Oh, Is it paper. That's Oof, a good idea. Geez, that's, that's a hefty price tag. I was going to say, write her a nice letter. Oh, you know, what you, you can get a tickets to a show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I did recently. Ju- she doesn't know this, but I just recently bought tickets for uh, John Five and Ingve Malmstein in New York. So I, I'll just be like, oh yeah, I got these for you. Your work's already been done. You're not even, you got these no guys work that I happen to love. I got them for you. <laughs> but if you if you want to do something more personal, though, like something that from the heart, why don't you just like YouTube some origami videos and just make her something beautiful out of paper, like all like of a million folds. So you're speaking like an artist, not somebody. Who, my hands have tremors because of my medication. How am I going to make origami shit? <laughs> or go, or just find some money on uh, Etsy to make you something out of origami, and then have and just get it mailed to you. I could do that. Or you I, know what? I, I will say that. my first take on that, as romantic as it is, is that when you hand her a piece of origami for your anniversary, it is not going to go over well, whether she tells you or not. Yeah. Really? Why? I just I don't know because I don't know. I feel like origami has a ceiling, especially in the ways of a gift. It has a what? A ceiling. A ceiling? I, I just feel yeah. yeah I, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's beautiful origami. If you but bent it with your own fingers. I don't know. I, I, you know what? I guess if someone gave me an origami gift, I would be, I would really be thankful. But I think a part of me, after that person left, would be like, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this fucking origami. You know, like. How long are you obligated to keep it? What is the shape? Is, is it a geese? Like what, a goose? What are you giving me? I don't know if you've seen what they can do in 2021 with origami, but the shit is fucking spectacular. It's like 3D printing now. Oh, okay. So, so maybe really I'm wrong. skilled you know, fingers, you know, not his, but. Yeah, I was going to say, so I'm going to learn this shit in 10, <laughs> 10 days. But yeah, you could do some impressive, like, knock you on your ass shit, though. You know, that like could be this high, you know. Like, you know, four-foot-high origami sculpture. Right. You know what I could do? Okay. I'll write a suicide letter, right? <laughs> I'll leave it where she can find it, and then I'll hide out for like eight hours, and then suddenly I'll be like, surprise, I didn't do it. And then... <laughs> it's the greatest gift of all. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, baby. <laughs> she was already trying to I... crack the safe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I stick with the 100 bucks. Get a tickets. Get a tickets. Tickets to something. Not a bad idea. Yeah, Easy out. I think you lead with a joke paper gift, though, because it's ripe for it. Like you know, get a, like a ream, a ream of <laughs> a ream of like thick stock printer paper or something, and just be like, "This will last months." Well, this is the good stuff. <laughs> I had a uh, well. Uh, I showed maybe you could inform Sal because I didn't. I didn't know how to explain it to him. The, because I showed him the, the the skateboard deck that you had yes. made for the Patreon hundred dollar tier, sixty. Um, oh, sixty. Okay, yeah. and but look at the, oh, <laughs> Sal's face; just his jaw just hit the floor. He's about to join Patreon. <laughs> I, I couldn't even believe the hundred dollar tier got it. I looked at him and I was like, "You get this for being in the it, it costs that on its own, probably. And now it's sixty dollars. I mean, wow, what a deal! Well, it's times That's- three. You got to stay in that tier for three months. So it's a 180. Okay. Actually. But then you get other stuff too. You get dog tags, you get a canvas poster, and you got the skateboard deck. It's the deal of a lifetime. 
It is. I was so impressed. <laughs> he, he was blown away. Really? But he was asking questions about how it works. And I was like, I actually don't know. I go, Walt's so good at this stuff. Like, I just see awesome products get made. And, and like, the lamp up there is, is one, one. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. So how far in advance do you have to – are you – Sal was concerned that you're working around the clock on, on I am, gifts. Sal. Okay, that's another thing that gave me – before I even saw you today, gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> I, I was upstairs and I go, are you kidding? He's on the clock every time he does one to come up with another one and, and, and top himself and make it this quality? Yeah. And he said, yeah. And I said, that sounds like a mental prison, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of pressure uh, put upon myself to come up with new, innovative ideas that don't duplicate what you've done now going on three years, trying to do something different for three straight years. Uh, oh, yeah. It's only going to get harder. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I have to do it probably about five months out before I need it. Wow. Almost half a year out. and then it's always working. That's why wow. it's uh, like you, you, you can't do it within America. I hate to say it. It pains me to say it. It almost kills me to say it. But if you if I want to get a skateboard deck made in America, they would just be farming it out to China. I'd be paying that middleman. Oh, is that right? That's what I found. When I ever, everywhere I looked in America to get a skateboard, like a custom deck made, it looked like it was – you know, it's the so amount they of time they outsource it. Yeah. Wow, that is so deceitful. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious when you look at their what their their um, you know, their uh, what's it called their the, the fine line or how long it's going to take and everything, and you realize well, it's going to yeah. take that long because they're getting it from China too, and it's got to ship in. But you know, wow. I mean, that's I mean, everything's made over there now. You can't. It's almost impossible not to uh, to have to deal with, with uh, overseas suppliers at this point. Sucks. Wow. But, you know, that was what yeah. that's what we happened to us in the seventies when our politicians sold us out. <laughs> so it's not our <laughs> fault. <Thank> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sal uh, immediately started doing ollies and half pipe stuff. He, he oh, you got it. wheels on it? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah, could but get I think you should put that decks, man. You guys would clean up with them. No, we wouldn't clean up with anything. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, tenderloin decks. Tenderloin's decks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tenderloin decks. But you, but but like he, but like the artwork on it, we should put that on a t-shirt. That artwork's too good to just have on I, a skateboard. Yeah, I, yeah I did that artwork. I think it came out like trying to ape Jack Kirby big time and still yeah, make it look like it. you and make it look like Bry. But Bry's basic. Bry's just Odin, though. I just grabbed the Odin picture. and uh, <laughs> I mean, as long as you got a beard, you could do anything to Bry, and you're ever going to know it's Bry because of the beard. So right. that's the easy way out. And if you notice me, I, I just I just put extra big teeth, but, but there's nothing. Yeah, I have a helmet that. on, so you can't tell it's me either. <laughs> you're really the only one that looks even closely like you do in real life, though. Yeah. Cute. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun though. I mean, it is uh, it, like I said, it is a lot of planning. I mean, we got a we got an eight track um, cassette. Is that what it's called? Eight track tape. Eight track tape. Yeah, we put eight a track. podcast exclusively on an eight track. That's going to be going out. Soon. Oh, you! That is the coolest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. That's like because I get vinyl. We love the vinyl, but I'd never heard anyone do, who who even does that. I didn't know you could got it in do America. That. American owned, American made. Yep, I found a. I found now you're a, flying the flag. A husband and wife team who made Dolly Parton's Christmas album. That was their claim to fame on their on their website that they put on your. Yeah, you know, we made the Dolly Parton Christmas album. I guess it came out rather recently on Eight Track. I guess she did the same thing, kind of like a kitschy, kind of like 
you know, thing, a retro thing for her fan base. And uh, so now on their website, hopefully they'll add, we did the Tell Him Steve Dave A-track as well underneath the Dolly Parton so banner. Is, is the idea that it's just a really cool collectible yeah. and aesthetically? Because like what percentage of people will be able to use it? I'm guessing 99.9 will not be able to listen to it. <laughs> just, just, all right, let me just tell you something. Just turn the mics down for the listeners. Just leave it blank. Just, leave it blank. <laughs> just get just get old eight track tapes and stickers and just call it a day. <laughs> I wanted to tell you, both of you guys are looking really good. I mean, really good. And um, oh yeah, yeah. You guys working out? I know you're talking about getting a trainer. Q, have you gotten it? I, I've had a trainer. I just my thing is like I, I will do it for like a month and then I won't do it for a month. But now I'm dealing with that nerve issue. I'm taking the MRIs and stuff, so I can't work out right now. So I'm just trying to eat, not eat like a fat fuck all the time. I love you so much because I'm in the worst shape of my entire life. But <laughs> really, he looks you. good, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, they both look good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, it is. I think the the table here is cutting me off from the tits down. <laughs> 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 but, but thank you. That actually made me feel good because I've not been feeling good lately. Hey, this is just a therapy session for me today, huh? <laughs> but I want to let you know, Q, I know you were worried about Giddem a couple episodes yeah. ago about him not you know, taking care of himself. I want to give you the update that Giddem had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> He's not with us anymore. No, no. no. <laughs> but Giddem, myself, and my wife are walking now. Two hours at a clip, three times a week. Wait. Uh, yes. Get him, yes. Uh, there's so many things to parse here. <laughs> the three of you together are walking? Yeah. We now meet. Holding, uh, you're holding hands? Uh, well, uh, not, <laughs> not physically, but uh, you know, <laughs> spiritually. So try to so, goad him to keep, keep up with us. How are Debbie and Gidim? How's that intera- that two hour interaction going? It, it's been really good. He's, I told him you know, to kind of like turn it down a little bit. You know, you know, keep yeah. the information uh, that you want to relay to a to like you know the most important information that has to be relayed. Here comes a car it's on the so couch. funny to speak to another human being like that. You have to teach him. It's like you're programming him. He needs it. He fucking needs it. Oh, but that is good news. Yeah, well, he's really been doing good though too. He's been like we went out today before we got here. It was brutally hot. We we're on a blacktop five mile walk. He did great. Wow. He was. He looked like he jumped in a pool, but that's what he needs. Now, where do you yeah. go? Is it along the trail here? We've been going different places. We've been going to uh, Manasquan Reservoir. We've been going to uh, Thompson Park over by Brookdale, and wow. he's been doing good. And uh, like, you like, keep it, a pace. Walt? Like, what's that? You keep a like a certain pace, like you're actually like kind of walking, walking, or we is it just wanna, a stroll? Yeah, we don't keep a pace that like that where we feel like we'll put him at a disadvantage, or he'll say I have to stop. So we let him kind of keep the pace, but. Um, it's so funny the thing that you said you like you had so much to parse there. The next day after our first walk, Ginnum was like when I got to the store, he was like he couldn't stop like pressuring me for. So what your wife think of me? So what you think? <laughs> what, what you think after like when you got home? What you say about me in the car? Like and it just like and I was like nothing. She's just happy to just go out and be for a walk. You know, he, he was so self conscious. I guess because I told him, you know, you, you don't need to tell her. You don't need to tell her every single thing about yourself in the first two hour walk. <laughs> <laughs> but really, what what is her thoughts on him? Uh, she the only thing she said was maybe the next time we walk, we can go somewhere where he hasn't been before, and this way he doesn't have to tell us. Every single 
thing that's ever happened to him on the way there. I found him so tour on the side of the road here once. He said, "I, mean, I got my hair cut." He was a tour guide at the reservoir. Yeah, but no, I thought you'd like you'd you'd appreciate. That I am news. really happy. Yeah, I, I think am he's very happy. I think he went out and brought five pairs of sneakers. So he could figure out which pair will, do, will work the best for him. You know, he, when I was talking to him yesterday, he was like, hey, you see all these boxes? I said, yeah, uh, the New Balance boxes. He goes, yeah, I'm uh, testing out some new walking shoes. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't press further, probably because I was afraid of what he might right. say. I didn't know that he was part of this new little walking club. Well, right? the thing that got to me that really made me feel bad was when like, we were talking to him on our last podcast at the store. And you were pressing him about getting healthy and go for walks. And he said, well – I don't like to go for walks because I have nobody to walk with. And that kind of really made me feel bad. So I said to him, like, you're more than welcome to walk with us anytime you want. And, uh, you know, don't feel like you're going to be a third wheel because you're not. Let's do this. And to his credit, oh, man, he jumped awesome. into it immediately. And he's been uh, super gung-ho about it. Wow. Cool. Well, I love that, up dude. With it. It's probably going to help massively. I would think like so. Like, if he keeps it up. Yeah, of course. That's great. Oh, that hurt. makes me really happy. That's the only thing. That's the one thing I keep telling him because he's. I'm sure he's going to be like, I want immediate results. And I'm going to be like, it, it can't hurt. I don't know if you're going to get immediate results. Yeah, It may take a while before you start to see any kind of yeah. changes, but hopefully he won't get disillusioned. You got to credit him, too, like being thrown into a five-mile walk. That's not like – that takes a bit, especially in the heat. Yeah, you know, To it walk does. two yeah, hours he was, in the fucking he, heat. He did it. And like I said, he didn't look that great. Um, oh, but at the end, he, at the end, but uh, he's. But I think, well, or the, or at the beginning, really, I guess. <laughs> but I think as, as he keeps up with it, though, he's going to get stronger and stronger, and then, you know, before you know it, he'll be back to the old get him that we remember or or that we saw online. Maybe, Skinny as a rail, get him. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, good job, Walt. The five pairs of sneakers uh, was jarring to me. Well, he hasn't done anything it, easy. Yeah, well, it just seems like because if you're going to walk in each pair two hours to test each one out, then you can't return any of them. And then he's going to settle on one pair and just have four extra pairs, for, you know, like. That's the way he lives his life. I think he's I testing bought- them out, though, by walking around the room that these guys sit in, yes. which is like a, literally a 10 by 12 room. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant he was going to put them on, try it for one of the two hour walks, say yes, yeah, or nay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And he's one of those guys so who look up every review of a New Balance sneaker. Like on the New Balance website, on the Amazon website, on a, on a Reddit board. And he's just spending hours reading about sneakers to go on one walk. He hasn't walked in 15 years, but now he's going to do every bit of education on, on a pair of sneakers, though. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> I, I, there's a part of me in there that that's definitely me. So I'm glad you're here because I, I have to ask somebody this. You're legitimately one of the nicest people I know. So I Thank need you. to know. As they say in, in, in on Reddit, like uh, AITA, like am I the asshole in this this particular situation? Okay. Okay. I have a FedEx right that I need to send out. It's already. I have the label on. It's all ready to go. I go to okay. Walgreens to drop it off. It's already ready to go. Ready to go. What are you? What are you? Some type of asshole? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I bring it in. There's a guy behind the counter. There's a lady behind the counter, and there's like a short line of like two people. So I just said to the guy, I was like, hey, I got a FedEx. Can I drop this here? And he goes, oh, there's a line. I said, okay. I was like, it's already taken care of, though. The label's on and everything. He goes, well, I have to give you a receipt. The guy obviously wanted me to get in line. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm standing in line. So I go stand in line. It's rather quick. It's like less than three minutes. 
when the lady calls me over and she does the FedEx thing and then she goes, okay, no you're receipt. all set. No fucking receipt. Uh, and I said, I said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. I said, I thought I had to get a receipt. Isn't that what he just said? Now, this guy's now dealing with a woman customer, a female customer. He's not looking over at me. And I said, hey, dude, did you hear the good news? You don't need a fucking receipt. <laughs> He would not look over at me. But I was so fucking annoyed in the moment. I was like, that little cocksucker. Did you say that? Hey, did you hear the good news? Oh, yeah. yeah. You said that? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, oh, man, that's great. I, I wish I could do that. I probably would chicken out from being that aggressive. Did you say you don't need a, you don't need a fucking receipt? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, hey, was only <laughs> that's a fucking amazing. receipt. <laughs> I no, I don't think you're an asshole. No, that's I don't not think an you're asshole the asshole there. No, because no. he was the asshole. That's what I he- thought, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, you know that's what, what you I did? thought. <laughs> you kind of sea-lioned them, dude. That was good. You didn't get, you didn't get all worked up? No, I, I went in line like I was told, but then yeah. bit him out of my, you know, my way out. He, he could have played it better. I probably know where he's coming from. He probably deals with people all day swinging the door open when he's helping someone and going, hey, but he probably deals with that all day. But there is also like a way to handle it. And also if in a, per, in a case like yours where it's ready to go, you don't need anything, you just drop it here. It's kind of like, hey, can I – yeah, no problem, and then just keep going. So I feel like there's probably people that do it way more egregious than you. I think yours was probably normal, but he was probably – he didn't handle it right. He was in a bad mood. I think he's, he's wrong. Like, like if uh, if people were coming in and dropping off FedEx shit to me, I wouldn't want to deal with any of them. I'm like, yep, just pile it up over there, and then I'll just right, scan, right, it in, right. scan it in as the day goes on. Whatever. What I want to know is how did you know Walgreens – because this is a new thing that I discovered that Walgreens is a FedEx place and you could ship things to FedEx. So I just put Google. Yeah, because <laughs> to me, this makes no sense to me. My daughter ordered something and, and instead of having it shipped to the house, she said she got to ship to Walgreens. And I was like – why? And she goes, I don't know. It's just easier. And I'm like, how is it easier than our house? <laughs> I go, what happens when it gets to Walgreens and someone's like – and you go there and you're like, hey, I'm here to pick up a package. And they're like, we don't have your package. What's to stop the person at Walgreens, who work, that girl who's working for five bucks an hour to be like, oh, I'm going to take this package home? No, no, no. The asshole who told me to stand in line. Him. Not, <laughs> not the girl. <laughs> I don't get – yeah, why, why – what does Walgreens get out of being this like – the depot? They must make a couple bucks off of it. Oh, okay. they, yeah. they must. This was all news to me. because I didn't know you could pick shit up there. I'm so suspicious. I would never have any, like a, a something of value shipped to a, just a Walgreens. I couldn't drop it, though, if I were you. I'd be like, no, explain to me. How is it easier? <laughs> like, I, I can't let go of it. Well, what was her response? Because I still don't understand why she thinks it's easier. Uh, it was cheaper – she said it was easier, and then she says, "Well, it's also cheaper if I ha- if I I pay shipping for to a retail address rather than okay. a home address." And I was like, "How much okay. cheaper? Two dollars?" I was been like, "I would have given you to two dollars." I don't think you're ever going to get this <laughs> yeah, package. She went down there, and she got tracking on the package. Says, "Was at Walgreens?" Went down there. Well, we don't know what you're talking about. You'll have to come back when the manager's here. I go see. It's not easy. This is not easier. Right? Would have been easier right. just to have it at our house. Yeah, I had a package delivered at a subway nearby. Like, a, like stay fresh subway, and I went in and they because it was an Amazon drop off spot over by Farrell. The subway was an Amazon yeah, drop off spot. Yeah, the one over spot? by the school, wow. and uh, and they were like, "Well, we can't ship it to your house." I don't even remember what it, what it was, but we could ship it to the subway. 
So I had to go up there to get it, and the guy was like, he couldn't find it, but I was looking right at it, and I had to say, no, 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 that that's it. Like, you keep walking past it. So they don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they definitely the have. The guy who makes sandwiches? Yeah, he was <laughs> he was the Amazon guy. And Coles on Staten Island. He stopped from making yeah. someone's chicken tuna sub yeah. to get you a mail? Yeah, a package. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It went, I mean... It, if I, I was a Subway customer, getting I'd be like, what is this shit? Make my sandwich. <laughs> yeah, get, get me my $5 foot long. Yeah. Leave the guy, fucking guy alone. But yeah, it's it's happened. So there's some deal in place for all this stuff. Yeah, like the Staples is another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I wonder what these companies are getting out of being – because all they're getting is hassle. When somebody like you walks in, it's like, hey, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I want my fucking package, and it's and, you know, and they're like, "What well, do you mean it's not here?" Because yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I will like say this: problems. I got a sandwich while I was there, so maybe oh, it was like so that was part of it. Off. Yeah, oh. I was like, "Yeah, while I'm here, I might as well." It's been a while since I had Subway, and right, how that it, work so out? Maybe. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. He got molested Delicious. by Jared. <laughs> well, did you hear the news? I heard that um, Subway had to admit that they don't serve real bread. It was tuna. I thought. No, it, also tuna, but now no, on the, it, on the heels America, of tuna. Though. It's not America, though, isn't it? It's in a UK country because it like it doesn't qualify as bread. It's it's like too, Scotland. I it's think. sugar. Mm-hmm. It's more sugar than bread. Yeah, there's more sugar in it than like yeast, yeast. or fucking. Holy shit! Are you sure that's not in America too? Hold on, I'll check it out. Yeah, it wasn't real tuna, but then they came back and said, "No, you can't test tuna that way because when you." break it down or cook it or whatever it loses certain uh components and then people were like no it's still not tuna so yeah. i don't know what it is oh here it is oh i've been seeing it for years oh it's, it's ireland ireland, ireland. Yeah. yeah it says that the sugar content uh exceeds the stipulated limit and they should thus be classified as confectionery so it's in the same class as like a fucking candy bar <laughs> <laughs> easter bread remember easter bread did you ever have that no what is that it's like it's like bread that they would cook in the shape of a a cross but they would put eggs in it do you ever see this mm-hmm. <laughs> no <laughs> you saw a wall right yes. like like my mother used I haven't to make seen it, it in like, decades yeah, it's like they like make bread in the shape of a cross, but they would put eggs, not full eggs, with the shells in it and cook it. So you would get, like, cooked eggs in it that you could eat. Wait, and then, the, like, a so gl- hard-boiled eggs? Yeah, yeah. But they would cook in the, in, the, in the oven, and then you could Easter you could Easter egg them and then put them in the bread so they looked like, you know, like blue or red or pink. And then my mother would put, like, a honey glaze over it and then sprinkles on it. And it was, like, Easter bread. This is the body oh, of so Christ. Like- yeah, it's like delicious. the the hard shell of the egg was just like housed inside yeah. the dough of the bread. Yeah, so you would essentially pull out a full hard egg out of the bread. Correct. Yeah. And then there would be like that divot, and then you'd eat the bread as bread, and then you crack open the egg and eat it as a hard. Yeah, egg. I never ate the egg, but I'm guessing that's what it was for. Uh, yeah, seems peculiar. Yeah, but it was very sweet because of all the glazing, the honey on top. Confectionery. I never even heard of it. I'm Catholic. And oh, I'm I'll have Carol Catholic. Quinn whip you up some. He's just coming. It right? just sounds funny. Like bread in the shape of a cross is already like a little bit left of center, and then there's hard boiled <laughs> eggs in them. It just, it just seems like someone would set it down at the table and be like, um, "Like, can you go to someone's house with that?" <laughs> like, ding dong, I made the bread. The bread in the shape of a cross with hard boiled eggs in it. It was a staple in my in my family, so I think it was Only like around Easter, though, right? right? Only around Easter, yeah, yeah, yeah. nightly. <laughs> <laughs> 
That I feel like I would pound a full cross, like a full Easter bread. And feel so like, <laughs> like, like I ate all the eggs, all the bread. You know what else uh, is sweet, man? Uh-oh, sounds like an ad. This is what? his ad voice. <laughs> you think I'm going to talk about MeUndies or something? <laughs> Do you wear MeUndies, Sal? No. I, oh, I've you never should. Q, how could you not have turned them on to this? They're the best. I got them on right now. I know Walt does because uh, he yeah. was pantsless earlier. <laughs> uh, MeUndies believes comfort does not start with imagining, but instead... What the fuck? You hear this shit? MeUndies believes comfort does not start with imagining, but instead it starts with actual comfort, and that's why they make the softest undies and fun prints to help you feel unco- feel comfortable at your core, so you can f- feel like you can take on anything. No half-naked room necessary. I don't know what that means. Uh, MeUndies are designed to be the softest thing on, dare we say it, this planet. Baby bottoms, we talked about this last time, a little baby-ass action. Yeah, they're old news. MeUndies signature micromodal fabric literally grows from trees, making their undies not only super soft, but also sustainable. Sal, they offer different cuts because they just get it. Everybody has different butts. Check out their undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and even more ranging in sizes from extra small to 4XL. You know, I like a girl in a nice bralette. Speaking of butts, having different butts, I remember there was a guy in the 80s that could read uh, butts like um, like people read palm read. Oh yeah, yeah. He would he would always uh, want to like do women. He could read their butts and see their and see their future and stuff. That sounds like a genius scam. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I could do this, <laughs> but only the smoothest, tautest butts can I see the future. <laughs> well, well, Ma- male or female? <laughs> I. It's important. An older important butt would to have know, I can only on. read. I can only read female Dominican butts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do it well. Would an old ass be easier to read because it has so many lines and crevices? Yeah, so many and- lifelines on that on that derriere. You know, <laughs> so much life has been led. And, you know, yeah, that, but that, that just that means it's almost over. It's going to be so much harder to read. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah, like a baby to, butt. To get anything out of that. Baby butt's got nothing else. to say. <laughs> well, something will be harder, like, but it won't be it won't be reading the book. Some 20-year-old hot chick isn't led any kind of life that you can read, you know, and get any kind of like reading off that, you know, those cheeks. I no, you can read the, the future. I, gotta tell I was at fan I was I was at fantasies recently, Walt, and I was reading the future left and right. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know, we went to, we went to fantasies. <laughs> You remember fantasies on on, uh, where, where, where on thirty six on Route thirty six, um, um, across from the uh, from the uh, what's it the Perkins um, Perkins, Perkins where we used to there. remember we used to go to Perkins all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still yeah. open. So yeah, we, I remember we that place. I do remember that place yeah. actually. We've been there. Yeah, yeah. We went one time. We went. Yeah, I do yeah. remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's still there. It's still there, and it's still exactly the same, dude. It's fucking crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, we went a long time ago. I remember that. I mean, this now has to be. It has to be over fifteen, like fifteen Fish, years without or a so. doubt. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, still there. Still looks the same. We live in the area. I would have to venture to say that that's been there since the eighties. Oh yeah. 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 So it's been yeah. there for like forty years. Beautiful. And some of the original women are still there, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, wrapping up MeUndies, uh, we have a great offer for listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy. If you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it. No caveats, no questions. 
So to get 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. That's MeUndies.com slash T-E-S-D. Now, Sal, if this comedy thing, I know it's touch and go. It doesn't seem, you know, I'm not sure if it's working out for you. So if not, you can go into the sciences of rumpology. Rumpology or bottom reading. Oh, that's what it's called? The pseudoscience akin to fizzy, I can't pronounce that word, performed by examining crevices, dimples, warts, moles, and folds of a person's buttocks in much the same way a chirologist would read the palm of a hand. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly either. So you could become a rumpologist. Wow. Is that, is that, is that, is that truly a real profession that people do? I mean, it says pseudoscience, so I'm going to go ahead and say there's not many accredited schools that are teaching it. Sure, but uh, I mean, but you could you think you could locate a rumpologist online right now? Like you could literally locate one, like someone who 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 posts that as their as their profession for hire. Because I mean, you gotta you you gotta get a rumpologist on the show and we'll get readings. No, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that would be fucking amazing. <laughs> Here's how you know it's legit. Jackie Stallone claimed that rumpology is known to have been practiced in ancient times by the Babylonians. The Indians and the ancient Greeks and Romans, although she provides no evidence for this claim. <laughs> why, why is the point of reverence Jackie Stallone? <laughs> it says she's been why? largely responsible oh. for the supposed revival of rumpology in modern times. What? <laughs> Frank and Sylvester's mom's claim to fame is that she put over rumpology? It appears that way. It says in addition to She's still reading, alive, that old one? I think that, so. That, God bless her. Hold on, let's see. The guy I saw was nope, so good. She died in 2020. That he was able to uh, read. He was able to read the butts through jeans. Was he blind? I don't know if he was blind. I remember seeing it on TV, like on That's Incredible or Real People or something. Oh, he would feel it and read it. Yeah, he would feel it. He put his hand on it. And of course, the crowd giggled. You know, like a, like hoo hoo hoo. But you know, and then he would like he would say you know that give the profession they were in and uh, what their future was and some other like random shit that made the person who had their butt felt, you know, kind of be like, Oh my God, he's right. (laughs) But through genes though, that's the best. That's the goat of rumpology right there though. He doesn't need to feel the skin on skin. Yeah. He's like, this isn't going to get weird. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep those on. This is above board. Yeah, they're they're a, a different. There's a a blind clairvoyant, German clairvoyant, and rumpologist Ulf Beck. He claims he can read people's futures by feeling their naked buttocks. Uh, and Jackie Stallone, before she died, would perform buttock readings using email digital photographs. Who the ah. fuck is paying? Like, I mean, what a scam! <laughs> like, what a fucking scam! <laughs> if I could, that is like going send- home to his mom's house, bringing like his wife or a company there, and he opens the door, he's like, "Oh fuck, she's reading the butts on the computer again." Sly, <laughs> <laughs> so, look at this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I, I don't see the point of doing it over the jeans. Like, if you're gonna get into this game, like, get into it. Well, you know? I mean, just to be on TV, he wanted to show how good. I mean, he couldn't. You know they couldn't pull a bear ass out on on eighties TV, so they had to uh, do it over the jeans. Right. But I'm sure that you bet you get more accurate readings if you've got some uh, some flesh in front of you that you can touch. Sal, that isn't where the uh, conversation ended in the Stallone house. Uh, Jackie Stallone claimed to predict the outcome of the presidential elections and Oscar awards by reading the bottoms of her two pet Doberman pinchers. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, wow. I mean, if true, 
It's Why a gift. Do dogs give you that information, though. How? <laughs> How? I, I get it because everything in the universe is connected, right? Like matter is neither created nor destroyed, and that dog's rump a billion years ago was an asteroid. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so really, the whole universe is kind of connected to each other from one way or another. So you could kind of, if you can figure out how to read that one piece of a rump, you could figure out how to read the whole universe. I'm going to start doing it on my dog tonight. Yeah, let me know how it goes. So, so, not, so not your wife. <laughs> I want to know who's going to win the Oscars next year. <laughs> I've been touching hers for, uh, what, almost 30 years. I haven't fucking known any. I didn't get inside information about the Oscars. I'm, I'm more clueless about her life than ever. <laughs> I, if I, you know, if I were touching Cooper's ass, maybe I, would, I wouldn't have to sweat that Super Bowl victory by Tom Brady last year. I would have known. He had yeah, it in the bag. You, know? you could have put money on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have known already, Walt. It's I, Tom yeah, Brady. A true fan should have. Yeah, I shouldn't have had anything. Yeah. <laughs> so you think the person who claims they're a rumpologist, you think – so obviously I feel like there's cynical motives there. But they have to wade through all the horrible asses <laughs> just, to, just to read an occasional good ass. Well, it means that, that much like, to them. But isn't that just like a proctologist though? You get one of – you get that really nice – butthole to check out every and maybe once every month <laughs> the rest of the time the rest of the month you're just waiting through the worst imaginable hellish existence on the planet <laughs> but at least that's it. the credit doctor <laughs> that went to school we just made a blanket claim that every proctologist is secretly just a sex pest <laughs> sex pest <laughs> <laughs> I went through eight years of school and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loans, so that one out of every fourteen assholes is great. <laughs> so you're telling me you like to believe you live in an Oz planet that if Donna Dixon walks into the office, who? You know, oh, I don't know Donna Dixon. She was on Bosom Buddy. She was, you know, she was the hot. I mean, boss. Jesus. <laughs> What year old reference without even a blink? Oh, yeah, there she is. I know who she is. I, sure. That was an amazing. I mean, because yeah. if you would have said like Joyce DeWitt, it would have Janice, Janice Dickinson, like someone. <laughs> but are you going to sit there and think that the doctor who's going to, he has to examine her? It's the same exact one. The needle doesn't move a little bit. The thoughts are still the same exact. Come on. I don't think it's possible. They're, like, they're not I robots. Think about, I think that about old doctors orbiting that kind of – those areas. You know, like how do you – you're a human being. <laughs> if you get Donna Dixon's hole right in front of you, <laughs> you're going to act like a human being. <laughs> It's once every year. <laughs> like the rest of the time, it's guys like me being like, it's my turn. Bosom Buddies. Why was that Bosom Buddies? She was on Bosom Buddies? Who? Donna Dixon? She was, yeah. She was the blonde that, uh, that uh, Tom Hanks was into. I could picture like a 
a, a, a proctologist who's fallen from grace, and he's 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 it's years later, and he's telling someone the story. It's like everything was great until Donna Dixon's whole walked in. <laughs> Could you imagine you're the doctor who gets to work on Donna Dixon's like sweet derriere, and then you got to go home, and maybe your wife isn't up to Donna Dixon levels? Like, do you think it affects your marriage a little bit? You're like, oh man, I just hope that this. This this podcast somehow pings someone in Donna Dixon's orbit, <laughs> and then she finds out that a very popular podcast was talking about her asshole in the year 2021. Because I'm sure it's been a while since someone talked about it. <laughs> She's like, they're talking. Wow, you were on my favorite podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, they, they mentioned you by name. What were they talking about? Specifically, your asshole. <laughs> I would venture to say I would venture to say that no one has ever really spoken in a group setting about Donna Dixon's asshole. Oh, get the hell out of here! When it was in the eighties, you I think mean, that they had a full, just full-on conversations about that specific part, though? Yeah. When it when it was in the heyday, when it was like on ABC on Tuesday nights. Yes, when she was like a smoke show in the eighties. You don't think our dads, and- when they went to work, weren't being like, "What I wouldn't do to Donna Dixon's butthole." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I suppose you're probably right, actually, right? I mean, I hope so. Yeah. My father wouldn't let up around the dinner table. He, he must have talked about it at work. <laughs> he would have given thanks. He, he would have said, he would have said, God's old hands. Dear Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you for this, this bounty that we are about to receive. Also, just a quick asterisk uh, Donna Dixon's butthole. <laughs> you did some great work there, Garrett. <laughs> Hey, a nice rump is a really powerful thing. Like I, I've gotten roped into like a year long relationship just because of a great ass. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be there the whole time, and every time she would turn around, I'd be like, "Ah, oh, fuck, that's why I'm here." That's right. I hear that. Um, I hear that. Yeah, rumpology. Rumpology. This guy says that a, a person, uh, uh, an apple shaped muscular bottom, indicates someone who is charismatic, dynamic, very confident, and often creative. A person who enjoys life. Whereas a pear-shaped bottom suggests some very steadfast and patient and down-to-earth. Now, is this both male and female? I think so. Because I think I have more of a pear than an apple. You think you're more of a pear? <laughs> apple bottom? <laughs> yeah, you, you had the apple bottom ass, though. Uh, yeah, that's what that, – I just said that, though. I'm not really sure, though. I mean, actually, it should be just flat and fucking – Unremarkable. What, what, what kind of ass does that go ahead? Flat give? bottom suggests the person is rather vain and negative and sad. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> wow, it's so shit. it's so it seems so easy that the better looking ass equates to the the better type of person. Yeah, like happier, the, more the optimistic. Flat, I mean, you tell me there's not a there's not any there's not a flat ass walking around that has the traits of the apple ass. That's it. Your, your ticket is your, your story's written. I mean, I mean, you're already down in the dumps because your ass is flat. That could be like, if, yeah, if like you have a saggy ass or a lot of cellulite, or you're just unhappy with it. Yeah, you might be negative and sad. Where you're like, fuck it, what's the point? You know. Whereas, like, you got a nice, fine, fucking apple bottom, like Walt Flanagan. Yeah, but like, you're, yeah. you know, it doesn't sound like they're talking about males, though. It sounds like they're really talking about females, though. You're telling me there's no saggy ass life of the party out there. Uh, I don't know. You might have to ask. Uh, uh, I don't know. Should I talk about Clerks Three that I went in and did it, or Kevin? You think probably wouldn't. I mean, probably if you don't give away too much uh, inside info. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to. I do want to say like I, I got to shoot shoot a little bit in Clerks Three the other day, and it was fucking something seeing uh, 
Jeff and uh, Brian back in the in the characters again. It was really it was really kind of cool, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's not disturbing seeing them uh, seeing everyone have age since you saw them in Clerks in '94. No, it's it's interesting. It's like it's especially having you know read the script and known knowing where it goes and the point of the script and stuff like that. But it was like kind of cool seeing those two guys back in action, man. I haven't seen Jeff in 15 years. Easy. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Jeff since the uh, since the Clerks two premiere. That would have been like yeah. what, 2006. 2006, it was. Yeah. Wow. Or eight. But but uh, I will say this: there's great anticipation on the set for when you two get to show up and do your thing. A lot of people are excited about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People mm. were asking me if you were coming down that day. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, they're in different scenes. So there's a. I think you guys are going to be greeted like royalty when you get to the set. Fucking better be, man. Some respect. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to Quick Stop since the early '90s. No, I've had we no just... reason to go. Like when, oh, when Kevin shit. stopped working there, I, st- I stopped having a reason to go there. So that would have been oh, like wow. what, like ninety four? Oh, easily, 90, yeah, yeah, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But we were just there. I know we weren't at the store, but we were like within fifty feet of it the other week when we shot that thing. You didn't go in just to oh, no. get a slim gym? No. Wow. No, I figured I would see it when uh, when we shoot stuff. How was the wow. set? I, I went to uh, I went to get a COVID test because I'm supposed to do something tomorrow. There was a lo- a lot with uh, crew parking. Yeah, that had to have a fucking hundred and fifty cars in it. Like, is the production massive? It's 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 a movie. It, it's yeah. not like a yeah. It's it's a movie. It's pretty big. Um, I don't know why I thought yeah. that it would be like kept small, like sort of like a core crew. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe because the store is so little. I didn't notice it seeming that small to me. It seemed like I was on a movie set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good. It's good. It's good to see the guys. It's good to see Muse, Jordan, everybody. It was fun. You had fun doing it. Yeah, I'm trying to pump up a little Clerks Three for everybody. I want everybody. I want there people excited for it. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm supposed to do something tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure what though. Okay, all right. But I know. I'm, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to be. I'm going to walk in there like, like the prodigal son returns. So I, I hope mm-hmm. fucking people give me the respect that you were just fucking saying because I'm going to look like an asshole. <laughs> I, I, don't 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 even worry for a second, man. They were asking. Like, Did you get a COVID test? <laughs> <laughs> I saw Gidham posted something about masks being required in uh, New Jersey again. That's the rumbling. You know, I know that – I don't know about where you guys are. I don't know if it's New York City or if it's all of New York that you guys can't go into a restaurant without a COVID test coming up soon. Not yet, but very soon, right? That mask and – You need proof of vaccination to to eat indoors now, and they're they're mandating masks until that kicks in, I believe. Uh Yeah. So I told Mary Beth she didn't want to get the shot at first. She didn't want to get the vaccination. I said, what's going to happen is we're going to be able not be able to do shit eventually, whether that's yeah. like flying or going into hotels or restaurants. Like eventually that's going to happen. So she got it, and here you go. Oh, she did get it? Yeah, yeah she did get it. How did she handle it? I thought you said she's very scared of needles. She is. She got the Johnson & Johnson since it was only one. Uh-huh. And uh, like they we went to – it was a different Walgreens. We uh, They took her into this little booth with uh, a door that shut. And they gave Did it you to pick up like your packages while you were there? Yeah. I was like, like, we don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Wal- Wal- Walgreens is really branching out. Yeah. They, I pick up your package, get inoculated, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. They gave, she got the shot and uh, she uh, had to sit down for a good 15 minutes after that just so she didn't pass out. She was that like um, worked up and like the anxiety was, was that, you know, palpable. Dude, you don't want to know. When she got her appendix out and like the, they had to give her the IV – 
I was like, they're gonna have to fucking dart her from a, from across the room and sedate her. Mm. Like she she just it's a phobia, I guess. Like something I can't I can't understand. Like I don't like getting fucking shots and needles either. But on this level, like screaming and crying and shit. And but isn't like, her doctor? Oh, yeah. I mean, isn't her father a doctor? Yeah. Well, I think it's her mother who put the fear into her because her mother's the, the same way. And her mother, her mother's a, a pharmacist. Really? Yeah. yeah. That must be um, that must be unusual though to have uh, to grow up in in a very medical uh, heavy family and then have those kind Still of still have that kind yeah. of fear. Yeah. Yeah. So she got it. Good. I don't know, man. I, I, you know, you know, we don't, we don't like to, we don't like to talk politics anymore in this show and stuff like that. We kind of left that behind, but I just fucking wish everybody would just get vaccinated already. Isn't it fucked up though that that being like, hey, did you get a vaccination? Is political? <laughs> Isn't that fucking? I know, I know, but but it is, it, it is unfortunately, and I just fucking wish everybody would get it, man. Go on, you fucking liberal cuck, get your fucking vaccination. <laughs> All right, I guess so. <laughs> I think the FDA is supposed to approve at least one of them this 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 in the next month or something like that. And they're hoping that spikes the what approve a new another uh, vaccine? No, no, to actually like fully approve. There's no, they're not fully approved. I got yeah, I got. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't. I, I wonder, like, if the entire country would be doing better if everybody got vaccinated. And I know I'm going to catch shit for it. You know what? Let me just fucking not. But isn't it almost like isn't it almost like a patriotic duty to get it then? Like, like if, if it's going to benefit the country at large, well, like if you're maybe a patriot, sh- you're a piece of shit. Don't you know that? Uh, that's the other. That's the flip side of the coin. Uh, okay, I get it. All right, yeah, I shouldn't have brought it up. Forget it. Let's just move on. Let's talk fucking about Janet, somebody's How asshole again. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm sorry. What do you, you think Donna Dixon has the, the uh, <laughs> did she, did we, what, what is she up to now? And What's the last thing she did? Does any, is this like I, the shot administered only in arms, not in buttocks, right? Right. Okay. So they don't, so even those guys don't even get that, you know, thrill, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a regular old arm, unless it's a really sexy arm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit! She still. Look, oh, that's nineteen ninety. I was about to say she still looks fucking great. <laughs> I think she married Dan Aykroyd, right? Yeah, she did. According to no, media. yeah, she left Paul Stanley to marry what? Dan Aykroyd. Oh, <laughs> she's still married to Dan Aykroyd today. Yeah. Oh, we had no idea who we were speaking of. A fucking course, Dan Aykroyd gets the finest ass. Of course. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, like, that lump of dough stole a rock star's chick? Can you imagine that, though? Paul Stanley in 1982. Yeah. Hard-ass body. Yeah. <laughs> Hard-ass body, man. There's no, there's no denying it. I don't, care, I don't care how him or her. you are. You are going to look at that body and be like, damn. I'd love to be his rumpologist. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he was at his Stanleyest. Yeah. <laughs> but he's... I, tell, I don't think Paul Stanley holds a candle to oh, Dan Oh, yeah. Aykroyd, I read no? his book. Broke his heart. He wanted to marry her. And yeah. he and he didn't realize that, you know, like he was dating her. He thought that they were an item. He thought they were, you know, exclusive. And then uh, she just called him up one day. He couldn't get a hold of her. And she's like, yeah, I got married. Didn't even know he was seeing Dan Aykroyd. Oh, man. Yeah, he wrote a, <laughs> he wrote a love song to her called I Still Love You. One of the one of the better ballads from Kiss. 
Well, now I'm starting to understand why she left him if he's such a fucking pussy all the time. Right, right <laughs> love ballads and shit. Yeah, it's like, she's gone. Ooh, Dan Aykroyd's busting ghost and he's crying in his makeup, his makeup running all over the place. And shit. Uh. <laughs> Fuck Kiss. You know how I feel about Kiss. You love Kiss when you went with Sunday Jeff, remember? You were throwing That's because I face. love... <laughs> yeah, of course. That's because it's Sunday, Jeff. No, I love, I like Kiss's songs, but I don't like, you remember, I don't like the way Kiss treated you guys or, or oh, the way that they, okay. yeah, I, I, I fucking, I plant a flag. Somebody fucks with my boys. I don't like that shit. Oh, okay. We appreciate that. But would you ever lay money? Like, if you had to lay odds, who's she's going to choose? She's going with Dan Aykroyd, though? I, w- I would have went Dan this Aykroyd. This is after he- Dr. Detroit. No, it's before Doctor Detroit. If it was in the in in that early in the eighties, this is Blues Brothers. Dan Aykroyd, lean, top of his game, funny. Dan Aykroyd, fedora wearing. No, I think it's I think it's post Doctor Detroit no. that she marries him. Come on, let me check it out. Well, I guess no, it's a, I guess he still got Ghostbusters. though, after that, though. Oh no, you're right. They met, worked together on Doctor Detroit. Yeah. Well, she didn't know wow. then what it was going to turn out to be. You know, and thank God he, you know, he he got Ghostbusters because uh, he wouldn't have done a Dixon probably. No, the guy was the guy's a legend. The guy's a comedic legend, Dan Aykroyd. I didn't realize you. No disrespect to Donna Dixon herself, but <laughs> <laughs> but Dan Aykroyd is more in my, my view. <laughs> yeah, I haven't thought of Donna Dixon a long time, but little did we know this whole time we were talking about Dan Aykroyd's wife's ass. Yeah, now I kind of feel. <laughs> Because I love Dan Aykroyd so much, I feel bad. Like, I don't well, want to we disrespect. Didn't disparage her. No, we didn't. But we wonderful. did talk about his wife's asshole a lot. Yeah. And I don't think that. <laughs> that really, really, it has nothing to do with him or his wife. You know? Yeah. Like, I think we kind of, like, compartmentalized their asshole. It was more like, you know, it was larger than life. It was more just about the, the, the conversation as a whole. Yeah, Dan Dexter is one of my heroes in life. And I've met him a couple times. He's super nice. Is he going to, if he if hears you ever, somehow that two guys from Practical Jokers. If you ever meet him. And have more than even a surface relationship, it can get back to him that you had an in-depth conversation about his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. No, I know. This uh, is what I'm, gonna, I'm saying. I'm going to get a uh, call from Q later. I need you to cut out that 35 minutes of dumb talk. <laughs> <laughs> we could just bleep her name, but <laughs> no, no. I think what I'll do is I'll just now apologize. Okay. But just blame it on if, us. He listen, if, he, if he listened to the whole thing, there's nothing really. We, we weren't targeting her in any way. But you never want to talk about another guy's wife's asshole publicly yeah. like this. This is shameful. Well we, well, we didn't know. We were when we talked about Don Dixon when we didn't know who her husband was. True. But I think you could talk about a person's asshole without a problem. I think the problem is when you talk about somebody's spouse's asshole. But we called it the creme de la creme, though. Yeah, I know. It was very complimentary. Really, it was just she was just a cog. <laughs> we were talking about really, you know, when a proctologist like yeah. why he has this job because he's finally waiting for some Donna Dixon. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's You're right. That, that caliber You're of right. hole. Right. You know, exactly. it was all complimentary. She was just the 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 vessel. I think it was as tasteful a conversation you can have about an asshole. <laughs> I really do. I think I it got was a clip for the week. <laughs> I, I, I just want to distance myself a little bit from it. Okay. Just say I, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you need to say something. Uh, I, like I like how the concern Look is. at how much Ghostbusters shit I have in this I room. I understand. I have fucking 20 things well, in let me view. Just explain it. Donna Dixon could have been replaced by any 
wonderful actress at that time. Yeah. Uh, you were using it to illustrate a point. Well, Walt was. Yeah, Walt yeah, Walt's the issue here. Yeah. Blame, yeah, throw it all on me. Okay, okay. That's he should good. have said, like, Tawny, Tawny Katane. That way, like, it couldn't ever come back to you because she's already deceased. Right. Right, right. That's okay. That's all right. I'm sure if Dan ever listens to this episode, he'll understand where, where just, I'm coming from. I'll just go back and replace every time you say Donna Dixon. I'll go, Tawny Katane. <laughs> Are you guys in Ghostbusters, the new movie or something? No. <laughs> You're going to damage control here. No, but Ghostbusters is – well, Dan Aykroyd's like a – he's a hero. He's a, he's a comedic hero. And Ghostbusters is by far and away my favorite movie of all time. So, so it's like – so I forgot. I can't believe we haven't asked you this. What are your thoughts on when the trailer dropped of the new Ghostbusters? Because uh, it kind of polarized the internet. Well, the new trailer? Well, both. Well, the first trailer, I was a little bit like, well, all right, I'll wait and see. It kind of looks like Stranger Things Ghostbusters. But the new trailer, I was fucking all in on. I was can't that, wait. Is the new one where they pick up the phone at the end? Yeah, in, in Ray's bookshop. Yeah, yeah, that got me. Well, they showed – they showed clips from the first movie. They tied it in. You heard their voices. I don't know. It just worked for me because I, I just want them to make a good Ghostbusters movie. I, I, I have a good feeling about it. Now, you were on the right side of history with the last Ghostbusters movie. You were the only one I could think of that with any kind of high profile who was, who was willing to say it's going to be trash. Well – before it came out, I said, wait and see. Oh, okay. Remember, I, 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 was like, I was like, we got to wait and see. I was like, we can't just trash it because, because of what they're doing. I did say I did not like that they didn't do it in continuity. I, I did not like that it didn't have anything to do with the first ones. But we still have to wait and see. Even, I said that publicly. Even if my heart of hearts, <laughs> I, I had a bad feeling about it. But you got to give it to them. I mean, that cast, I mean, all those, they're funny. They're funny people. But uh, when I saw the movie, yeah, I was I was let down and disappointed. But whenever I go to Q's, we usually watch one or two shitty movies, and yeah, we still have yet to get to it. We're like, we're like, do we want to torture ourselves? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the Ghostbusters. I remember watching it and just not feeling the connect. Like I didn't feel the nostalgia, and I think that's what you just touched on when you said the new trailer. Like when they, yeah. they added them in, they showed a little. They kind of connected the. Yeah, a bit more. they tied it into the mythology and shit yeah. like that. That's so important. Well, plus no, the movie wasn't good and it wasn't funny and and all that stuff. The dude who played Thor, I thought gave a, gave an honest effort, man. He earned his paycheck. I don't know what his real name is, but the guy yeah, was Thor Hemsworth. Yeah, he was. I yeah. thought he tried his ass off, man, and he did as good a job as he could to help. You know. But yeah, I, I'm a little concerned. It's great in everything. Was that? Yeah, he is. He's yeah. he's great in everything. Yeah, but I'm concerned about the old going back to the old formula of like, okay, kids will save the day. I know. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I I just want if, if I see another kids will save the day movie, I I, yeah. I don't think I can live through another one. <laughs> well, that seems like this is a hundred percent that. Yeah, this seems like Stranger Things, Ghostbusters. I, I know, but it's like. I, I have kids. They ne- they'll never save the day. Yeah. <laughs> never save the day. That is a great soundbite. Put it on a t-shirt. Use it as a drop. <laughs> I have kids. They will never save. The day. Yeah, but talk about a great ass, Paul Rudd. I mean, come on. You know, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's in. Oh, in he's in the new Ghostbusters. Yeah, you he's, gotta love that Paul Rudd's in it because yeah. he's like our generation's. Tom Hanks. He's the, he's like a lovable. Yeah. He, there's no one. No one doesn't like Paul. Your Rudd. your generation right. isn't your generation's Tom Hanks isn't Tom Hanks. 
He's the next generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's trying to pretend he's Gen Z over here. And you want to distance yourself from the Donna Dixon talk? You're just <laughs> slamming the, the, the America's finest actor? <laughs> I, one time for fun on Instagram, I took a, there was a picture that I gave uh, the finger to. I was in the, on a plane and I gave someone – I was sitting in my seat and my girlfriend took a picture of me and I, was give, I just gave it the finger like to be silly. And then I put it on Instagram and – I, the only caption just said at Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> I got like 250,000 likes. I was like, oh no. <laughs> no, but Paul, what I mean, has that, has that quality where it's like, you just, he's just a warm, a warm yeah. quality, you know? Yeah. And a nice rump. A nice rump. Nice rump. Did you guys meet him ever? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we met him a few times by now. Yeah, he, and he was, as advertised, he yeah. was cool, kind, nice. He, he knew of, he knew of the show. Yeah, he watches uh, Jokers with his kids. I don't remember the quote, but I know Ming was going to be at a uh, a con with him, and Ming had a shirt made up. Do you remember this? No, it was like from one of his movies. It was like a Clueless reference or something like that, and he like sought out Paul Rudd to take the picture with him. Yeah. Ming Chen. He was on TV at the time, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's just Ming. That's what you got to love about Ming, you know? Do you? That's it. That's it. Paul appreciate <laughs> What's the other option? Yeah, I guess. We, we would, one, this just reminded me of it, actually, because we right? went, we did, um, live with, uh, Kelly, uh, Ripa and, uh, at that time. Michael Strahan? Yeah, well, at this time. It was we Ryan a, Reynolds, we right? We went a few times. No, we did one with, uh, Ryan. Seacrest, but, we, Seacrest yeah. but she had a guest. It was after Strahan left, I think, and she had like temporary co-hosts, and it was um uh, uh oh Chris Pratt, yes, yeah, Chris yeah, Pratt, yeah, right. So I get to the studio. We had to be there like six in the morning, whatever it is, and it's Kelly and Chris Pratt, and we're going on like the third segment for like five minutes tops, and I was hungover, and I never get, I never drink, I never, get, I don't know why, what, what happened, where, why, the, but I got there, I felt like absolute death. They put me in my own room. To sleep on a couch in a room until they had to, until we had to come on. My point being, I wanted to do something to stand, to make this appearance stand out because we do so many appearances, we get asked the same questions, whatever. So I got a Hanes t shirt while I was waiting, uh, like an undershirt and a black Sharpie. And I, I took my shirt off and I put on this Hanes t shirt and I wrote the Magnificent Seven on it. So Chris, it was out at that time. The guest, ho- the, the, the first guest was Denzel. Who's in the Magnificent Seven with Chris Pratt, who's hosting the show? You remember? This yeah, show? yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna like do a funny joke. So I got this T-shirt and I wrote <laughs> the Magnificent Seven. I figured I'd walk out and I'd be like, oh, I'm helping promote, you know? Because Denzel just left and they were talking about the Magnificent Seven. I on purpose spell it wrong, <laughs> so I, I I I put an A instead of an E, so it says the Magnificent Seven, right? And it's just in Sharpie. And I walk out. I'm hungover. They 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 call us out. And I think the first thing he's gonna do is laugh that I made a homemade shirt of his movie, make fun of the fact that it is misspelled, and it'll give us a launching pad into the interview. And I'm a silly goose. <laughs> Nobody mentions it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody mentions it. Seven minutes of me in a Hanes t-shirt with the Magnificant Seven on it. No reference to it, the movie, to the misspelling of it. Did the interview left. Uh, that's unbelievable. To, that, to that, be that's fair, unbelievable. I will say Chris Pratt, uh, another lovely guy, by the way, is super nice to us. He seemed a little overwhelmed. Didn't he see hosting? Yeah. Like he had, he was like, well, they he, kept, kept he, telling him to look at the, this camera and that camera, and he wasn't, he wasn't having an easy time with it. I felt bad for him a little bit. <laughs> that's the other thing that happened. They 
had the trivia in the beginning when they gave away a trip, and the girl got the trivia wrong, and Chris Pratt was like, oh, we'll give it to you anyway, right? And then the producers come out like, no, that's like a legal thing. We can't do that. And he, it was all happening on air, and he goes, oh, you can't? And he goes, and he goes oh, man. And then he goes, uh, uh, where was it? And they're like, oh, it's like Punta Cana. It's a $7,000 value. And he goes, all right, I- I'm, I'm going to get you the trip. And the crowd's like, oh, my God. And they're all clapping. And he's like, I- what am I going to do? I'll get you the trip. You know, I, I said, yeah, I wasn't supposed to say that. And then Kelly Ripper goes, y- you know what? How much is it? So he goes, she goes, I'll split it with you. And the crowd's cheering, right? And then Denzel Washington comes out as the first guest. They're in the middle of his interview. He goes, I saw what happened with that lady, you know, with the trip. I'll tell you what, we'll go in three ways on the trip. And everyone <laughs> cheers. So we come out next. I'm in the Magnificant 7 shirt. I'm hung over. And they clap. Everyone sits. The first words that we say come out of my mouth. I go, I just want to say before we start, I'm not going full weight on the trip. <laughs> Nobody says anything. It bombs. <laughs> and I'm in the shirt and they don't reference it. <laughs> the crowd goes, oh. And, like, and instead of like – Acknowledging it's a joke, him or Kelly were like, "No, don't worry, we wouldn't force you to do that." (laughs) (laughs) We have fun adventures, (laughs) and isn't it like something bombing like that? Isn't it so much more fun later on than if it had like? Yes, like the story is just so much more fun to tell when it's like, guess what got (laughs) fucked up? (laughs) Yeah, I I remember we were on that. We were on with that. Would be a bit. It's a funny, funny. Chain of events. It is a real funny chain yeah. of events. I had remember we were on the View with um, Rosie O'Donnell and I accidentally insulted her and I, and like in the car right afterwards, like I was just my gut was I was feeling so bad. <laughs> you said like because like you said something like inadvertently it, it was like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, I, I said I said yeah the guys I go the guys you know make fun of me because I look like you. I go they mean it as an insult. <laughs> <I go. laughs> And I go, but I like it. And then afterwards, and then for the rest of the interview, you could just watch my face. I'm checked out. The second I said it, I was like, I'm insulting the woman to her face on her show. She reacted and then covered. And then like for the rest of the interview, I'm sitting there like this. like. And I was like, this woman's been so nice to us. She came on our show. She's getting us on her show to help promote the, whatever we were promoting at the time. And I'm just like, your looks are insulting. Oh, I felt so fucking bad. And like I said to Sal on the car ride back to the office, I was like, "Do you think she noticed?" And you couldn't even cover. You went, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> "You know, she got it. She understands what you meant." And I was like, "Oh fuck, I really fucked up." Oh, oh yeah, I remember in the moment myself. Even I yeah. think my ball shot up into my body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt, and that was the last time we ever had I any contact. You, you totally didn't mean anything. And I no. think that, I think that she, you could. It was one of those moments that you could deconstruct in the moment, and you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? No way, no matter which way you slice it. It was bad. And but it didn't seem like she took it bad. Like she she, she had a reaction bad. that she covered. And, but but by no, the we're making fun of you because you looked like a, a famous woman. Not that like <laughs> not that like she looks like you. I know, I know. I, I, I all the facts are there, but I still for the rest of the day I was thrown the rest of the fucking day. I was like I insulted the poor woman and No, I she didn't think that. And yeah. no one did you really mean that. So it didn't no. come across that. Okay. Way. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
How many times? <laughs> so you went out there and were like, "You, Rosie, look like a guy," you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's not, <laughs> and I guess by, by once removed by association, that's what we're saying too. But but it looks like they're related. It's not like we're like yeah. saying she looks like a man or you look like a woman. It's just that you look like. A fat Rosie Rose. O'Donnell. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is even telling her she's a skinny one. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah, right. I know. I just felt but like But she knows shit, she's man. not. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. Dude, I felt so bad. Yeah. She was super. I give her, you know, she was so nice. Yeah. She did our show and, and we were like, thank you so much for doing this. She just asked for like some money to a charity. Charity, yeah. She didn't even want to get paid. And we were like, thank you for doing this and, 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 and for giving the money to charity. And she's like, why wouldn't I help out young comedians? You yeah. Know? And we were like, oh, thank you so much. What are you, fucking stupid? Why wouldn't I help out young comedians? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't go on those shows anymore. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you like doing those kind of shows? Because it seems like you have to be very, like, almost like a version of yourself, but not really. Like, you come on here, you can be totally yourself if you feel like it. Or on a, one of your pods that you do sell, you can be totally yourself. But on those shows, you have to sort of, like... Like tailor yourself to what that audience is going to expect. It's hard. It's because it's it's never a, it's it's it always is like between four and seven minutes. It's there's four of us trying to give a little bit each. They're asking the same questions we always hear. You want to make the audience laugh. It's such surface conversation. It's like when you do radio, like real quick, and they like kind of rush. And it's just I don't know. It's never a real conversation. No, it's never a real conversation. Yeah. It sucks because you want it to like – I mean sometimes they go well and then sometimes they just go exactly the way they all go. You know what I mean? The yeah. one that I liked that we did was uh, when I started fucking teeing off on Sam Champion. Remember like on a good day. So Sam – do you guys know who Sam Champion He's is? He's a weatherman, yeah. He's a weatherman. So we, we – it was me and you. That's how we got away with this. And we just went on and started teeing off on him and I was like – in the middle of the interview, I was, I was looking, I was staring at him like I was angry, and I go, "You, you ruined the picnic that I had. You gave like a sunny repetitive port and oh, the rain yeah. that ruined the picnic." He, not, he was not on it. He was not on the show. Yeah, he was on. He was there. He was there, and oh, I kept I going. I, and, and every time he asked a question, I was like, "Yeah, champion." I was like, "You, you screwed me on that one." And you and I started doing our routine with it, and they loved it. They, oh, really? Yeah, they loved it. It was good. But usually, so, when you're doing morning news, that could be a little bit more like off the hip. Like, yeah. like, like, the, like the good day New York or something like that. Like it's just like where it's like regional. You just fuck around. Then you could just like get, sneak in just extra shit and like let them deal with it. Like kind of like. <laughs> yeah. But they like it because yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's not just the same they thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Like that the shit like Kelly and, you know, Ryan say, for example, it's like it seems like that is a very definitive audience of like housewives or like uh, retirees. Anybody who's at home in the morning watching that kind of tv you know and that, that seems like a very hard i mean obviously you walk in with a fucking f funny shirt and nobody re like reacts yeah like you don't know how to read those type of people it's yeah it just felt like like a factory like yeah. it, like i'm giving i'm giving here you know like i, I even coming out and being like I, the first thing i want to say i'm not going in four ways on the trip it's like that should have been gangbusters yeah. <laughs> like, it was like a smattering of like uh, 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 uh. and then they're like no we wouldn't make you pay for it but shame on them for not for yeah for not getting it for not getting the joke like maybe the audience <laughs> yeah. doesn't get it but for the host to not adapt in that moment and be like that's pretty fucking funny like, did they seriously think you were coming out to be like, I am not going a, out a four ways? It showed me a little bit about what people think of me and us. 
Because they accepted, like they, like they took it as real. Like just, <laughs> we're so low rent, you know. Like I was coming out playing up the low rent character, but they accepted the ca- that character <laughs> face so, value. Yeah. Like Denzel Washington is an A list celebrity. He left. Here come the guys from Channel One Million, and this guy's serious. He doesn't have the means or the inclination to help out here. <laughs> yeah. You want to see the best? Can you guys play? Like, if I told you to play a clip, can you do that? Or not? I don't know. No, the, the best, if, if after this, if you know, the best morning news you'll ever see clip. My buddy Mark Norman does a comic. Oh, it's awesome. He went on. Oh, you've seen it. I've seen it, yeah. He's, he went on morning radio. He does it all the time, but there's one in particular that went viral where he, it's him and just one woman, and he makes her so uncomfortable. Is the, it is impossible not to, like, die out loud laugh at this thing. It's a, I mean, it? it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with Mark. Who, who is it? The, well, the woman, do you know? I, it was local news. Yeah, some it was local like news. a local, local morning news. He's probably promoting a, a gig at a comedy club he had that weekend. I forget. But if you just put Mark Norman morning TV, whatever, it comes right. up. Oh, man. It's a, it's a, it hurts my side. It's that funny. <laughs> I mean, it, it's anticlimactic to tell you that, and then we don't watch it. But <laughs> <laughs> go watch it. <laughs> well, you well, boys I'll, said you had got to go at 7.30? Yeah, we got to run. We got we got a lot of partying to do tonight, bro. Ham. Partying, huh? Wow. <laughs> eh, not really. We're watching. We're watching Suicide Squad. <laughs> we have a work call to take, and then we're going to watch a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let yeah. me know what you think. Yeah, we'll do. And Sal, thanks for coming on. Don't yes, be such a stranger. You. That was the funnest, man. I miss you guys so much. It's it's always so fun joining this. It's always so. Thank you guys for letting me do it. It's a. Uh, it's funny, like I, you know, I, I watch uh, taste buds and stuff, and I'm like, it's like since I know both you and DeRosa, it's one of those things where like I feel like uh, like I'm gonna say something, you know, like just because I know you guys well enough that oh, you, right, you feel you're like you're in, in a conversation almost. And I gotta yeah. say, most I love DeRosa, but most times I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, people like I, we get that on both sides, so it's it's kind of I, it's funny because I usually agree with DeRosa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I usually fall on his side. Of things, I should actually yeah. pl- do you do you guys? Hey, you guys, I watch Taste Buds. My uh, watch or listen to yeah. Taste Buds. My podcast or Hey Babe. My other podcast. Yeah, we we've given you plugs. Yeah. We've done it on it oh, on yeah. this. I think. Yeah. yeah, cool. Do you plug? Do you do plug? Do you guys, do you do you plug the tour and stuff that's coming up and everything? No, not really. I really don't. I should. Good. I know. I, I just. I'm not good. I'll at do that. it for you. Go ahead. <laughs> we just announced we just announced our new nationwide tour for 21 and 22 uh tickets are available at tenderloins.com slash tour they're all on sale now there's like 50 cities and if you don't see your city we're adding cities that's nice dude yeah thanks bud well Tell done. Him, steve dave <laughs>